At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one half of the hosting team here today. I'm in Vegas. The other half is across America, all the way out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. By the way, have you caught your breath yet? What an unbelievable weekend of betting. I mean, uh, Pritch, I can't remember an, as a weekend as exciting as we got this past weekend. So, you know, we'll dive into it. We'll have the, you know, the autopsy here for the wins and the losses and get look, looking toward the conference championship games. Got some interesting data here on how favorites and totals do historically in the conference championship game. But uh, Pritch, I was just thinking, you know, no matter what side you're on, let's just take take a step back and say, this is why we love sports. This is why we love betting. There's no, there's nothing like this that can provide you uh, such entertainment, such a rush, so back and forth, obviously culminating there with uh, an incredible Chiefs and Bills game, but just unbelievable here, Pritch. Uh, so again, hope you cash your bets, but I don't think we can complain at all from what we saw. It reminded me almost in Gladiator, Pritch. Remember when Russell Crowe, <laughs> right. you know, he, he, he wins and he throws the, uh, you know, his, uh, his iron uh, plated helmet down. He said, are you not entertained? Yep. That's what I was thinking all, all during uh, this weekend. I thought about that quote all the way into the show today, uh, into the studio, <laughs> Josh. I, I mean, it was incredible to be honest with with you, I mean, as a player, even the thrill that I had, and certainly uh, th- those were plentiful, uh, but not to this. I mean, from a viewing standpoint, this was off the charts. I cannot remember uh, excitement like this ever. And, and I'm, I'm a historian when it comes to National Football League, Josh. And I mean, this was off the charts good when it comes to these games, uh, these teams that we had this past weekend. So from a betting standpoint, had a good Saturday, and I – Stuck my toe in the water on Sunday. I really didn't participate. I was looking at in-game. And that actually added to the enjoyment. Because after every big play, whether the game, whichever game you're watching at the time, uh, it was like, okay, what's the in-game? What's the in-game? And so that added to the excitement as well. Yeah, it really was. And I mean, uh, obviously that Bill's Chiefs game, talk about a microcosm of, you know, how profitable in betting live betting can be. We talk about, you know, uh, live wagering, how it's really becoming more and more popular uh, with the recreational bettors and just with the betting public and and sharp bettors at large. But Rich, imagine if you had just pretty much just live line the dog in those all those back and forth type situations. I read something that it was almost I want to say it was 33 to one after the Bills took the lead 13 seconds left uh, for the Chiefs to come back and win that game. So depending on what side you're 
on. Again, always remember, you can bet pre-flop. You can mm-hmm. come in, uh, you know, live lining. There are prop bets or different situations out there. But, Pritch, unbelievable. Our Bengals coming through there, right. plus the points winning outright. How about Stan Fran with another early exit with Rodgers? Is that it for Rodgers now with the special teams uh, blunder there, which you called about the special teams really struggling there for Green Bay? And then, of course, you know, Brady getting down big almost engineering another unbelievable <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, 23 to uh, 28 to three comeback. And then of course the coup de gras, the cherry on top, that unbelievable bills, KC game Pritch, I, I had, you know, betting dogs in the fight yeah. who I was on, but I didn't have like my Patriots in it. I got to say that that sweats across the board this weekend. Unlike anything I've ever experienced, aside from not having your own team in the game, unbelievable. What we saw from the NFL, Josh, I would tell you that the four legged uh, dog teaser was on the table for the syndicate. It was on the table. It didn't happen, but it was on the table. (laughs) I mean, we know of somebody who placed a bet. I think it was 5,000, or maybe it was less than that, uh, in terms of uh, the money line situations, too. So, uh, no, it was a great weekend for a lot of people that you know that was betting, participating in these games. So, uh, kudos to everybody out there that was able to catch tickets, but kudos to everybody because we got the enjoyment of these games. Uh, So, let's get to that game, the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, I had Knox uh, from a player props perspective, uh, anytime touchdown. I'm surprised and shocked that that didn't happen considering this game and what took place in it. But it was incredible. You know, maybe you're sweating the over uh, until the last minute. Uh, because it cashes to the over. Certainly, it was a flurry of action there towards the end and into overtime, 42-36. Josh, where do you start with this game? I mean, the quarterbacks themselves were incredible. Yeah, they were really just unbelievable here. And as a Pats fan, Pritch, I'm pretty scared. I don't know if uh, Mac Jones, I don't care what you put around him, can compete with some of these quarterbacks in the AFC. But from a betting perspective, Pritch, number one, let's go to the total. That was pretty much a kind of what we call a pro and Joe over, where um, you had a big, be- a vast majority of bets, over 80% of bets on the over, over 80% of money on the over. And it was kind of weird. It opened 53, got all the way to 55 early, early in the week. You had some buy low under money come in, drop it back to around 53. But then late movement, kind of over over the weekend went back to the over. So that was kind of a, uh, and again, I think it's a misconception sometimes when you hear pro and Joe, I think it's kind of a catchphrase in the betting uh, vernacular, but really what that means is, you know, sometimes the public and the wise guys are on the same side. It looked like with that game, based on the percentages, heavy betting, heavy dollars, line moving up, that that was kind of an overplay that a lot of people cashed. And again, you had to sweat there late, but then it sails mm-hmm. over with all those late points. Pritch was intriguing to me with the, the spread there is it was really weird. It was all toward Buffalo throughout the week, two and a half down to two down to one and a half down to one at some shops, but you did see, you know, uh, on game day, some late movement toward the chiefs. So the chiefs actually got steamed pretty good Sunday afternoon and, and kind of late afternoon going into that game where they got back up to around two or even some shops, two and a half. So kind of a back and forth where again, you don't want to make judgments too early in a week. You can't have some back and forth, but again, that's a coin flip game, Pritch. I mean, this is a different conversation. Oh, yeah. if, if McDermott just squib kicks and take <laughs> off some time and yeah. then the bills, it cashed that ticket for you. So again, you know, you cash in teaser with them, but again, what was your take on that Pritch? Like uh, I'm, you know, you're the, you're the football expert X's and O's. How do you not squib kick, the, squib kick there and at least take off a few seconds off the clock? Well, it was insane, Josh. I mean, I, I think the way that those quarterbacks were going at it, um, I was on the sideline for Elway, Montana, Kansas city, Denver. Right. And uh, you know, when you got quarterbacks like this going at it uh, and they light it up and they started getting into a rhythm I don't know what you do as coaches. I don't know if you panic or, or what you're thinking up there. Certainly, I mean, it's crazy uh, the frenzy that was happening out there. But we have this graphic about the performance of these quarterbacks. And, and you're right about uh, coaching decisions because I think they come into play big time. Uh, but, when, again, off the charts with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes performing to this level, Josh, 
both of them passed for 300 plus yards, three plus touchdowns. A matter of minutes or moments or seconds, uh, they scored a touchdown. Tyreek Hill outrunning everybody for a touchdown on a basic cross right there. So, I mean, it is incredible. I, I think coaches and certainly players at times, when, when players elevate themselves to that level, I don't know if you think that you can stop it. You're hoping that your player can duplicate it and get you to lead, and which Josh Allen did that. So you're right. Should McDermott have uh, squib kicked it or popped it up? Absolutely. Because any type of return, the clock was the enemy for the Chiefs. Any type of return would have limited the play selection and amount of plays that Patrick Mahomes would have had. And so effectively, you take the ball away from Patrick Mahomes if you only give him one play by giving it a chance with the special teams. Now, are you really worried and concerned that a kickoff return is going to beat you? I mean, at that point, after watching Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen duel like that, why would that concern you as a head coach that a kickoff return uh, will do you in and help actually lead to you losing that football game? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. So, again, you know, looking at these stats we threw up on our VEASAN board here, uh, what if you just didn't make a single bet all weekend, Pritch, and you just did all the prop bet overs for those quarterbacks? Right. You would have been pretty good in general. But I'm right there with you. So a couple of things. Like, uh, you know, I think there's a psychological element to it, and this just goes to show you the margin of error is so small uh, when it comes to these NFL playoff games because you can have everything. You can have your quarterback just have the game of his life but that one mistake there by McDermott ends your season. So whether you squib it to me, it's, Hey, you know, just I, I'll tip, put the ball in anyone's hands, except maybe Tyree kill in the open field bridge, but anybody get in, except Mahomes, I'll feel good about also like, you know, I think there's a psychological thing of just, just kick it as, as deep as you can just mm -hmm. put it as far back as you can. I get that as well. But then also like, you know, why not play some prevent defense or, you know, hold, they did play you know, prevent. <laughs> yeah, well, that was maybe a problem. Too far, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you cannot, back. you cannot allow those receivers, with that speed, free releases off the line of scrimmage. You can't. Uh, I mean, we timed a 40, but the 20, we timed that too. Uh, and Josh, you know, if you're talking about 20 yards or 25 yards and you're getting there in a matter of seconds, of course, that's an eternity with 13 seconds on the clock if you're going to allow that speed, free releases off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and what was it? They went 40 yards in 10 seconds, uh, something like that? Yes. I mean, just unbelievable here. The other thing, you know, I'm listening to talk radio here, um, you know, in Boston, I do it every day, but the other thing is, you know, why didn't you maybe hold some guys, get a five yard penalty within, well, you know what I mean? Like just do anything to kind of slow that clock down a little bit. Yeah. I think Mahomes, that was kind of the game where, Hey, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the best right now. And maybe you kind of forgot about me kind of goes to show you now he's now plus plus one twenty uh, with the chiefs here to win the super bowl, but an incredible game. I just think, you know, poor Steven bond, our producer at Vison, who's a mm. big bills guy. Uh, and anyone who's carrying that, uh, holding a bills ticket, because when you're up, you know, take the lead there, 13 seconds left. Pritch, that was a, how do you lose that game? I think that's, that's a heartbreaker. You don't have any setting on fire or broken tables here. I think people are just depressed in Western New York. Yeah, today. absolutely. How about the um, Patrick Mahomes performance? I mean, I want to invite our audience right now to go back and watch the Rams. I think it was 2018 Rams Chiefs 54-51 shootout. Mm. Uh, if you want to start getting an advanced study on this matchup, potentially, that we could see out there in L.A., go watch that game. Now, it was Jared Goff. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is a young player, first year starting in the National Football League, 54-51. They lost that game. But Patrick Mahomes with his air raid philosophy or mindset, the guy loves and embraces shootouts. He absolutely loves that. He does. And one thing to keep an eye out for uh, as we kind of break down these championship games coming up this Sunday is maybe the over in that Cincinnati KC game. We did see that thing rise a little bit, Pritch, 53 and a half ish to around 54 and a half. Chiefs have cashed seven straight overs. You know, the other thing for live lining and looking at that total, like 
when Tyron Matthew got hurt in that first play pitch, that's a big hit to their defensive right. secondary. So maybe that opened up a little more passing game for Allen. But I'm looking toward the over Cincinnati and Kansas City. Again, Kansas City scoring a ton, giving up a lot defensively. That's already on the rise early in the week. And we do have, I got some stats here for the championship round. But if you look at these overs mm -hmm. uh, the last two years in the championship games, 4-0 to the over, 22-11 and 11 to the over since 2003, 67%. So that's kind of an early number that's on the rise with a KC team that's gone over 7-0 and their last seven games. Okay, raising the level of your performance. That's going to be the theme of the show today as we go over these games and look forward to uh, the conference championships as well. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides VEASAN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th. For only $69 is one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. So, Josh, we got to pour one out for Tom Brady. I didn't know we were going to say that today. I actually was cheering for him, for, for him in that game. But we're going to break down some more football. It's coming up next right here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. NFL playoff season is here, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, the Rams, impressive, certainly, with their victory, 30-27. to 27. Uh, Cash is stood over again here. Uh, another dog as well uh, on the road here against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Uh, I was a little surprised that Tom could not deal with that pressure. I mean, even though you know what the game plan is going to be against you, it's another thing to execute, right? Uh, but that was relentless, what the Rams did to Tom Brady in that offensive line. A lot of credit to Matt Stafford. 
Uh, but what Raheem Morris did with that defense, I mean, you can do that when you have Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, uh, <laughs> and Aaron Donald, I think, right? You can do that when you have those type of players back there or, uh, on that defensive line. But it was incredible to watch Tom Brady. I was actually cheering for him uh, in this football game. Yeah, Pritch, I was cheering so hard for Brady here. I was, I was on the Bucks money line, obviously, and, you know, had this stat here with all these divisional round home favorites winning about 80% of the time. Uh, and, of course, you know, rest advantage there and not betting against the goal in the playoffs. But then you kind of get the game going, and really when you see this Rams team playing well, it just feels like all their parts are just working perfectly. Von Miller looks like the old Von Miller. Donald still as great as he always is. You know, Ramsey got burned by that Evans touchdown. Uh, but really, I want to give credit to Stafford. Stafford uh, yeah. really is kind of making me a believer this postseason. I had my doubts, and maybe it was just stuck in purgatory in Detroit. And now, good coach, good surrounding cast. Uh, obviously, Odell played well. But my issue, you know, here, Pritch, so two things. Number one, I'd keep an eye out for Cam Akers fumbling the ball moving forward. Everyone was so excited about him coming back. Really dynamic runner. Uh, you know, really good addition here to your running back core. But you can't fumble the ball. And really, that opened the door and kind of gave the, uh, you know, uh, the Bucks here an opportunity here with all those turnovers. My other thing here, Pritch, um, is the last play of the game. Uh, remember that game? Who was it? The Jets. I think it was uh, Will Greg Williams who sent that all-out blitz and lost that game uh -huh. a couple of years ago. Same thing happened here with Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, a guy I really respect, great defensive coordinator, but have kind of an awareness of the time and the situation. Why are you blitzing there with no time left and, un and leaving Cooper Cup uncovered down the field? Like that kind of made no sense to me. Either double Cooper Cup or maybe only blitz three and you, you know sit back a little bit. Of course, in overtime, anything can happen. But uh, that, to me, was a questionable situation. Maybe I'm just bitter that Brady couldn't get it done, Pritch. But I got to say, <laughs> when he was driving down the field and they tied it up, man, it, my house in Boston was going nuts here. But what did you think of Bowles in that last call, Pritch? I, I don't know why you blitz in that play. It was horrible. I mean, you got to give yourself a chance, especially as you got yourself a chance with Tom Brady and all the fumbles, like you mentioned, the turnovers. And uh, it became that situation out there in which, as a coordinator, you do uh, have to understand that. I mean – you're tied uh, and a chance to go to overtime at home. But yet, if you give up a big play, it, it's over. Uh, and you're right. Why casino blitz, bring the house, and that situation in, in particular? Why do you have a safety on Cooper Cup to begin with? I mean, in that situation, right? So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Bowles, he, you know, as a coordinator, you call a game like you think you should call a game. You certainly want plays back. Uh, but in critical moments like that, it does – speak to the coaching and some of the decisions out there. And then certainly putting the players in the right positions to be successful. Uh, I mean, Matthew Stafford, before all the turnovers, he was comp completing passes with ease, Josh. Uh, I mean, it was easy to find Higby. It was easy to find Cup. It was easy to find Jefferson. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., which I uh, cashed the prop on with his over-receiving yards. But it was incredible, the level of difficulty for Tom Brady, though. I was shocked at that early on. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, you flash back to those Super Bowls against the Giants where you're getting pressure up the middle and you're just not connecting and it's, you're not really seeing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Brady that you're used to there. Now, again, really rough, uh, you know, first half. But again, give him credit in the second half. You had those fumbles, but making a lot of plays when it mattered most, uh, you know, that four net touchdown to run it in there late. Those are those are huge plays. And again, you kind of you say here, you know, are we going to get another 28 to three comeback here from Brady? You know, I, I think at one point you were thinking that that was going to happen. So, again, Bulls decision obviously sinks you there in that one. But Pritch, let's take all that away. And here's what I'm kicking myself a little bit. I don't regret a ton bucks money line, but 
I did maybe I probably should have put more stock into the Rams plus three because we talked about it all week. The, the juice liability was always toward the Rams. Pay attention if you're a better to where the direction the juice is trending because those books were all minus three uh, with the Bucks, but mm-hmm. yet it was all plus three minus one fifteen juice toward the Rams and some shops did get down to two and a half. So again, incredible game there, Pritch. What do you think? Does Brady hang it up? I th- he's got to come back. He can't end on, end on that note, can he? Well, he could. Uh, I mean, uh, he could not handle that pressure, and I think Brady's type of player that will look at his performance, Josh, uh, and he'll be disappointed with that. I guarantee you that. So uh, it's possible. I would not put it out of the realm of a possibility there uh, in terms of Brady hanging up, right? Because, uh, yeah, you don't want to go out with a loss, but yet he's accomplished so much. And what else can he accomplish? I mean, he's going to miss out on going back to back. He was the last quarterback to do that, winning Super Bowls. So I don't know what else he would be chasing at this point. I, I think it's a pretty good possibility that he's going to retire to be honest with you yes I think you know a couple things one would be statistically you just had one of your best years aside from 07 with the Randy Moss year so his level of play is still you know as best as it's ever been the other thing Pritch and this is just from a New England angle of you know watching and following Brady is the TB12 method there's kind of a a, a life after football Mm -hmm. that the longer Brady plays the more his TB12 method and the way he eats and exercises, the more credit he gets. Right. So I think, you know, that's part of it too. He's thinking of a life after football uh, and the longer he plays, the better his method looks. So that's maybe something to keep an eye out for, uh, you know, whether or not he'll return. Yeah. He better keep an eye on his Bitcoin, to be honest with you right now. These days, <laughs> his team's crashing right now. Um, let's take a look at the performances too of the Rams because you know they're still alive and a chance to host this game at home. I mean, think about it. the Rams can win two games, uh, at home and win a Super Bowl. Think about that uh, when you're the Rams and how excited you are about that opportunity. Win two games at home and you, you're champions. So Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, I mentioned him. Vaughn Miller, though, uh, has seven sacks, 11 tackles for losses, 10 quarterback hits, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Uh, Josh, down the stretch here. I mean, these Hall of Fame type of players are getting better and elevating their level of play. I don't know how you stop that. Even the 49ers, they're highly familiar with that. How do you stop that right there, though? Yeah, that's going to be difficult. So obviously, you know, kind of the master plan here with McVay, giving up all your picks, trying to win it now. Things are starting to coalesce together. And again, mm-hmm. second best odds here overall, uh, plus 200 to win the Super Bowl. They're plus 800 going into that Bucks game. So now and again, Chiefs still plus 120. But I'll be honest with you, Pritch. I made my first bet of the AFC NFC divisional or uh, conference championship weekend today. And I took the 49ers plus three and a half. What I like about this one, uh, this line dropped Rams minus three and a half and all the juice is on the 49ers. So all these three and a halves are San Fran plus three and a half minus 115 minus 120. So I think this thing is getting down to three. This is almost like uh, switching it up to where, you know, the 49ers are kind of in the spot the Rams were in going to the Bucks, where the juice was always toward that road team. Now kind of it's uh, against the Rams where the juice is against them uh, toward the 49ers here. So a lot to like, and really just this angle of familiarity and a divisional matchup here. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of dog systems as well. Uh, dogs in the playoffs where the line either stays the same. So right now it's three and a half, three and a half staying the same. But if it gets down to three, stay in half or stays the same or falls, those dogs are 40 and 27 against the spread, 60% the last decade. You also have, again, we talk about it a lot, but Jimmy G has a dog, 15 and four ATS in his career, 79%. Shanahan, 60% ATS in his career as a dog. Also, 49ers have kind of had the number of the Rams. You know, you beat him in week 18, three and a half point dog. You win in overtime, 27, 24. You beat him in week 10, kind of blew him out there, 31 to 10. So I think it's a tight game. I wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, the 49ers winning this game. But if this is a, you know, tied it, 
you know, 20 going into the fourth quarter and you have a game-winning field goal by the Rams, I think the hook could be critical. And Pritch, this looks like it's going down to three. I jumped on 49ers plus three and a half today. Okay, focusing on the Rams here, Josh, the situation in which that last regular season game, 49ers came storming back. Uh, they noticed the 49er crowd. and in, in, in essence, they didn't have a home field advantage here. And I just mentioned the Rams win two games at home and you're champions. Are you anticipating or you think that could change for the Rams? Do you think the Rams faithful? will not sell their tickets to the 49ers and actually attend this game and give support to the home team here, the Rams, knowing what's at stake. So we're going to have to see. I mean, obviously the proximity, you're in the same state. I know you're you know, kind of far away, but that's kind of not a terrible commute to get to that game. So that's kind of one thing. Like you look at it last year, Pritch, with Tampa Bay and the Super Bowl being in Tampa Bay. What a big advantage that was uh, for the Bucs. I think it's mitigated here a little bit less. Just the fact of, again, you're in a new stadium. You're, I know there used to be the Rams, but now they're back again. Is your fan base really rabid? I don't really know. I just think uh, if you're looking for a home field advantage, it's baked into the number. And I don't think this is a three-point home field. Maybe it's like one and a half or two. To me, for the 49ers, the familiarity, the juice moving in your favor, uh, I'm not too concerned about home field. I'm more concerned about, you know, Donald up the middle and, and Von Miller <laughs> on the edge and Cooper Cup going wide open down the down the seam here. Yeah, Rich. just thinking about that game, how the Rams had that in control, and then here comes the 49ers. So, again, the 49ers are a very, very hot team. Speaking of hot, Josh, that, I mean, that's what happened with us on Saturday uh, as we both were able to catch <laughs> tickets when you think about the 49ers against the, the Packers uh, and you think about Joe Burrow, the Bengals, and the Titans. We're going to get to those games on our bets and our takeaways uh, coming up in the next segment uh, because I think we can learn a lot from what we did and what we witnessed off the weekend leading into conference championship. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, winter green, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, learning from Saturday, which we were both able to catch tickets in both of those games. Um, some of the takeaways that you're going to get to certainly involve dogs. Am I correct in that? That's correct. And I think one takeaway for me, Pritch, is just regression. You know, again, we went into kind of the playoffs where, you know, I identified dogs doing very well. The research kind of shows you dogs around, what was it, 56, 57% in the playoffs last decade. But we started off with favorites having a really good wild card weekend. So a lot of dog betters really, you know, really sad. The books got crushed. Mm -hmm. uh, the public had a really good weekend. Favorites went five and one straight up in ATS. But my whole point and a takeaway for me, and I think this is, it applies to all sports and applies to uh, betters no matter what you're getting down on. Don't just blindly tail something that had, that had a good weekend. So uh, for that point of the opening weekend, you had favorites five and one straight up in ATS. Public did great. All these popular chalk plays came through. 
So I, I think a lot of public betters are just saying, hey, I made some money. Why fix it? What you know, don't change it if it's working. You hit all the all the favorites this weekend. What happens? Dogs bounce back and go three and one straight, uh, three and one straight up in ATS. So my takeaway there, Pritch, is just, you know, don't just jump onto something. Make, you know, just because it's doing well a lot recently, you know, really look at each game individually, look at the historical, you know, data points, uh, but also take take each game for its own merits here. And again, just because favorites had a great weekend doesn't guarantee that, you know, they're going to have another good weekend. In fact, what we saw is that regression that we always uh, uh, talk about mm -hmm. with dogs really bouncing back and barking pretty loud this weekend. And the regression will happen if everybody and their mother is on one side, right? I mean, that, a lot of times <laughs> that becomes a contrarian play. Uh, and you think about, I don't remember the ticket count for the Titans, but I do remember the Titans being a popular home favorite uh, in this game. Uh, and uh, we were talking about it on Friday about the possibility if the Bengals could tick up to four uh, I was ready to pounce on that. Certainly, I was able to do that. Solomon Wilcox, who was on the program, was awesome last week. Um, but, Josh, what do you make of the Bengals uh, and that performance from Joe Burrow? Because unlike Brady, who could not hold up to the pressure, this guy got sacked nine times. He got hit repeatedly by 290-pound linemen, 300-pounders. But yet, he stood in the face of adversity and was able to make the plays when needed. So if you're a Bengals fan, I mean, you've got to love Joe Burrow. I mean, the guy just, you know, big throw after big throw, getting crushed, getting sacked nine times. Number one, I'm thinking, Pritch, can we get out a little bit early? Can we do a dump pass? You know, can we do a screen? Uh, I think you need a slot guy who can just, you know, you know, the Edelman or Welker route. I think that would help him quite a bit. You know, also maybe put a tight end and kind of help him to block here. So on the one hand, it's like, you know, guy keeps getting down, getting back up and leads you to a victory. Uh, incredible what Burrow was able to do, but also – Give the Bengals credit. This was a team that, you know, scores a lot. And I think you think of the Bengals, or at least I do, of, you know, hey, winning these shootout type games. They prove to you they can win a low scoring game as well. That's huge. And the other part here is turnovers, Pritch. Tannehill turning the ball over, the kiss of death. The mm -hmm. Titans were a team where, uh, you know, when they don't turn it over, they were, I think, undefeated or, you know, some like only had one loss. When they turn it over, they're way, way below 500. So I think you tip your cap to Burrow. Uh, and obviously the Bengals, you know, I thought Henry, you know, ran pretty well. Uh, but it was really those turnovers from Tannehill that really sunk that team. Yeah, I didn't fall for Henry was going to solve every problem for a Tennessee offensively uh, bag. I didn't fall for that one. I mean, I, I, he did, like you said, he did. He had a decent game for a guy who has not played for a long, long time. I know he's great uh, and he's awesome, but he was not going to be the same Derrick Henry like we saw earlier in the year. Uh, and that was something else that Solomon Wilcox alluded to in terms of, uh, you know, if you plug the gaps, make him run sideways, you got a chance to tackle the guy. Uh, and so he can't run behind that power. And he didn't really have the power that he normally would have anyway. But focusing on Burrow and Chase and, and these young players all under 25 years old, Josh, I mean, when you have a situation for the Bengals in which those 25-year-olds accomplish something that's never been accomplished in history, of the league that stands out. And so if you're giving the Bengals a lot of points, like we're seeing right here on the board, they get giving seven, uh, they're getting seven here against the chiefs, the team that they beat at home. This is a confident bunch. I've been saying that for weeks now. And the fact that they beat the chiefs, they're going to even have more confidence on the road again against the chiefs. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. So, you know, a couple things here. Number one, I think I'm going to hold out for a hook here with the seven and a half. The fact that the Chiefs are coming off that huge win, they kind of look like they're back to that machine that won the Super Bowl a few years ago. And there's going to be a lot of love for Kansas City saying, you know, hey, you know, Bengals, you're looking good. You know, you've got a pretty uh, bright future. But now you're going to Arrowhead. This is kind of a different matchup. Just lay the point. So um, also talking about, you know, you mentioned a really something really uh, important, Pritch. You know, both of yesterday's games were 
50 50 ish type bet splits, you know, Mm -hmm. 55 45, you know, like 57 43, that kind of thing. But Saturday, to your point of the contrarian angles coming through, you know, I looked it up in our break to see those those closing percentages. Only 33% of bets were on Cincinnati. Mm. Only 21% of bets were on San Francisco. This is going to be, as of now, probably, and again, percentages, take it with a grain of salt on a Monday. They can look vastly different. When more bets come in, you get later in the week with a bigger sample size. But I'm seeing only about 31% of bets on the Cincinnati Bengals here. So if they're in that same spot, uh, again, where you're kind of opening as a dog, maybe you're getting inflated line here, uh, three to three and a half or four against uh, the Titans. This one, maybe seven up to seven and a half. You mentioned Pritch. They uh, have some you know, history here, having taken them down as a uh, as a dog beating Kansas City outright and tail end of the season. And again, a, a dog that can score. That's really, really important to me. If I'm going to bet a dog, you either got to have a great defense or you got to have a good offense that can either backdoor cover or keep pace. So uh, Mahomes is on fire right now, looks unstoppable, but that defense is also giving up quite a few points too. So I kind of lean over early. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to wait for a seven and a half here with the Bengals. All right. And then the 49ers and Green Bay, we got to get to this matchup because the 49ers move on. Uh, the 49ers move on without scoring an offensive touchdown. <laughs> but the special teams, they get the job done. Now the under was the play. We talked about that with a number of people, Adam Burke uh, specifically there too. Uh, but not only the weather, the cold weather, but the pace that was going to come into question. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers at the line of scrimmage is so deliberate, so slow, uh, methodical, if you will. Uh, and then on the other side for uh, the 49ers, they're going to run the football. Now, they only had 29 carries, but yet the possessions, uh, Josh, I'm looking at it. Total drives, nine for San Francisco, 10 for Green Bay in this game. Yeah, so to me, the takeaways are, one, give credit to that 49ers offense, holding the Packers to 10 points. Aaron Rodgers, likely you know two-time MVP back-to-back here and really high-scoring bunch. To hold them to 10 is really an incredible job there by that defense mm-hmm. of the 49ers. The other thing is special teams. You know, it comes down to maybe one play or two plays. And the fact that, you know, the 49ers, you know, Jimmy G, again, simultaneously overrated and underrated, Pritch. He did it again here. He just keeps winning. Uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe a better right-handed Tebow. I'll call him that, Pritch, but, but better, <laughs> uh, you know, records in the NFL. But um, t- the other thing is just they just hung around. You know, it's almost like that botch- boxing match where, you know, you're taking your punches, you're taking your punches, but you're just sticking in it. You're sticking with it. Uh, and then you wait for your break when you have a, a special teams breakdown to win it. So I love the style the 49ers are playing. That was, you know, big reason why I like that three and a half, not just that it may get down to three, but I think you give a ton of credit to this 49ers bunch there when they're playing well, Pritch, they're not flashy. I don't think they're sexy, but they're just very fundamentally sound in all three phases. And obviously the Packers, you got to work on your special teams. It's kind of failed you end of your season. And maybe the last game we'll see Rodgers with green Bay. We saw some key players get hurt. Um, in the game too, Josh Kittle Williams, the left tackle. Now I think it was a product of that cold weather. Maybe they can shake it off, get back on the field. It's certainly they're going to play uh, against the Rams. But what we just watched with the Rams D line, not once, but twice, certainly uh, maybe a little bit more than twice. Um, can this San Francisco offensive line hold up uh, in this game? I mean, again, familiarity is going to be there. Uh, I'm not going to go off a recency bias right here because if 49ers do not score an offensive touchdown, but the Rams defensive front, they just keep raising the level of their play each and every week. They really are. And again, you know, I'll defer to you on this one, Pritch, but kind of the way I'm thinking about it is, you know, if you're a drop back burrow type guy, 
porous offensive line, you know, those DNs, Floyd and, and, uh, and Miller and everybody will wreak havoc. But if you're kind of a run team, I don't know, does that benefit San Fran? They've had a lot of success against the Rams. Like, you know, if, if you're around the edges and, you know, you can't get to the quarterback and the ball's already handed off and, you know, Mitchell or Debo Samuel's running up the middle, maybe that kind of equalizes or mitigates that great, you know, def- those two defensive ends there. So uh, I don't know. Is a good running team a better or a worse matchup? Uh, for the Rams, you know, maybe that's a benefit and a reason why San Fran has had so much success. Just the fact that they kind of mitigate some of these bookends going around the corner. Yeah, we got so much to break down with these games too. Looking forward, looking forward to the week, Josh. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> incredible. Uh, but we're going to get to some uh, the line action too because you know when they open is one thing. Everybody's speculating. Even yesterday, watching the games, you're <laughs> speculating where these lines are going to open uh, and where they could settle. Certainly, and maybe there could be some advantages there. Uh, we're going to certainly do that uh, in the next segment on the program. Program. But just looking at this matchup again, Josh, uh, we just saw it a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure everybody's going to go back and watch that tape. Are you one of those guys or are you going to just watch the market and see where it settles? So I'm like a box score guy, like definitely try to watch these games. But yeah. sometimes the box scores, your eyes lie to you. Sometimes they don't. But again, looking at the data and the way the line is moving, baked into the cake, some of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go back and look at the tape. I'm going to study it because I think certain players are raising the level of their performance. And those are key players. Uh, so we're going to focus on that all week long. But we'll get to the opening lines and more plays from Josh Applebaum coming up next right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum the Sports Betting Network. Bet on more than the final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create the best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, then sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSEN1000. You can make one-game parlay bets on football, basketball, and more, plus earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem for room nights and dining at any MGM resort nationwide. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So here they are, Josh. 
uh, opening <laughs> lines for the conference championship. Uh, I want to preview it by this this way. All four divisional round games were won with no time remaining in regulation overtime. Uh, that's incredible to think about. That led to that action. Uh, the four divisional round games were decided by a combined total of 15 points. So opening lines here, Josh, uh, opening for the Chiefs Bengals, uh, minus six and a half. It got bet up to Chiefs minus seven. Uh, opening lines, the total actually uh, got bet up to 54, open at 51. Uh, you look at the 49ers and the Rams, opens at Rams minus four, bet up uh, to Rams, actually bet down here minus three and a half. Total opens 47, bet down to 46 and a half currently. So a little line movement right there. I mean, I, I, my first thought is if you could jump and grab the points on a teaser situation with both dogs, uh, <laughs> that was kind of appealing to me. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, Pritch. And if we take a step back, you know, one thing I, I always like to do as kind of a, a guy who likes to look into the past and maybe try to uncover a little edge here or there, uh, I look at, you know, historically how favorites, dogs, overs, unders do in the playoffs. Then I'll go into, okay, how about specifically wild card weekend or divisional round weekend? Well, here's some numbers that I uh, kind of dug up here for the AFC and NFC championship games. If you look at home favorites, uh, this is kind of, and if you're a chalk better, if you like the favorites, there's going to be good news for you. Since 2003, uh, if you look at home favorites in the AFC and NFC championship, championship games 22 and 8 73 percent straight up so they're winning these games but they're also covering uh 17 and 13 against the spread 57 percent for these home favorites that would apply both with kansas city and with the rams um you look at these totals though pritch here's another chalk move if you want to sweat some overs and we had both overs cast yesterday even though we do have still under six and four in the playoffs but overs um since 2003 in this round the afc nfc championship game 22 and 11 to the over 67 percent they're two of the two out of three games since 2003 are going to the over last two years. The overs four and zero in this round. So something to keep an eye out for when you're breaking down these games. Now, to me, what jumped out to me, Pritch, again, is San Fran. Just the fact that uh, really, and we saw this early in the week with the Rams against the Bucks, which ended up being, you know, the right play there and the winning play. But really, all juice is moving towards San Fran. You know, three and a half juiced up, uh, minus 115. So I think that's going down to three. And then since he Kansas City, I jumped on the Lombardi line earlier today. Michael, uh, he called that the Tamp the Titans line would go to four, mm -hmm. and he said that he thinks this Chiefs line is going to go to seven and a half. So I kind of am with Michael on that one. I think as we get deeper in the week, and uh, Pritch, this week you're going to get so many replays on all the you know sports betting shows and just sports shows in general. You know, Kansas City, their offense, all this stuff. You're going to get pounded with a lot of public narrative of how great they are. I think it's going to cause some uh, further movement with the public just loading up on Kansas City. So uh, it's weird. Like, you know, if you like the dog Cincy, you probably want to wait. If right. you like the dog San Fran, you probably want to get it now. Trying to get out in front of maybe some sharp action too, Josh, because you got recency bias in terms of recent games between both teams. Like Bengals Chiefs, they just played not too long ago in a regular season, and we saw the outcome of that game. Uh, and then the Rams 49ers, too. What do you think Sharps are going to do with that information in terms of uh, the potential line movement this week? Yeah, so I think a lot of times just in general, and this doesn't apply to every game, Pritch, and maybe you can think back to when you were playing, but to me, the more familiarity benefits the dog. You see okay. this with divisional dogs in the NFL, divisional dogs in baseball. I mean, it kind of applies. Like uh, when you see a team quite a bit, you have more knowledge on them. You have more data on them. You kind of know maybe tendencies from the opposing coach or coaching staff or different players. You've kind of matched up against them. You know what to expect. It's always the lack of familiarity that benefits the favorite because basically with, with not much to go off of, 
quote unquote, the cream's going to rise to the top and the better team's going to win that sort of thing. So I think the familiarity definitely, definitely benefits, you know, the Bengals having beaten Kansas city, uh, you know, what was it a month ago? Mm -hmm. Uh, And also obviously San Fran now playing the third time around uh, against the Rams here. So Pritch, did you find that out just, you know, anecdotally, you know, you play a team another time. Did you have more confidence, more data, you know, more information to go off of? Was that a benefit to you on any team you played on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that helped us beat the saints my rookie year in the playoffs, you know, that familiarity, uh, playing on the road in the dome, the Superdome at the time. I, I mean, we were able to win that game and not worried about the crowd and the crowd noise. Now, I will say this, though. Uh, when we had a rematch against the Washington football team, it didn't matter. They were going to beat us. <laughs> that team was loaded. That team was great. Uh, and so we had played them early in the year, got the doors blown off, and we played them in the playoffs in the uh, divisional round and got the doors blown off again because they were just better than us. But uh, I tell you what, the Bengals, I, I keep going back to the Bengals because of the maturity for these 25-year-olds. One, Joe Burrow, he's second year and he's 25 years old. He's a mature player. Uh, and then the point of getting points here with a guy who has completed close to 75% of his passes, Josh, since week 15, I believe. I mean, that's incredible. We talk about quarterbacks. There's one quarterback unlike the other is Jimmy Garoppolo because Matthew Stafford is even hot now uh, with the game he had against uh, Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah, and I'm going back to that game January 2nd against Kansas City, Pritch. So remember the Bengals won that one 34-31. They're a three-and-a-half-point dog there. Think of it this way, like three-and-a-half a dog at home in that one. Let's give three points to Kansas City home field. Line should maybe be six and a half, but now you're getting seven or maybe seven and a half. It's almost kind of like the reverse of that championship game uh, where, again, don't get me started. I still regret taking Alabama and I should (laughs) have listened to you with Georgia. Remember, Pritch, that line was like six in the SEC championship. Then it was only three there for the championship game. Mm -hmm. So basically you were getting a better number on uh, on Georgia in this spot. You apply that home field and what the spread was last time. I know things are different. You know, there are different factors at play. But maybe you're getting, you know, more points here to to back the Bengals if you kind of compare it to that last game. So that's something I'm thinking about. Uh, and again, you know, I think home field, obviously, you know, Arrowhead's going to give you a boost here. And now I'm thinking about it. Rams, I don't know how much you can count on that home field, Pritch, with yeah. kind of, you know, a, a new type team. So, yeah, I like a dog who can score. Let's see if we can get a seven and a half. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm looking at. And I kind of like that. Maybe you're thinking the same way, Pritch. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the only thing about the Rams, too, at home with the chance of winning two games at home and winning a championship, that's incredible to think about right there. But uh, that's the situation that they got themselves in uh, with stellar play uh, and the factor of Donald. Uh, the, the guy can wreck anything. I mean, he is a disruptor out there, and it's incredible. Uh, and the 49ers are going to have to deal with that in this game, not the previous games. I know we always look at games uh, w- with other games in mind, but we got to look going forward out the front windshield when it comes to a chance of playing in the Super Bowl, uh, Josh. So a lot to break down this week for sure. Cannot wait to do that. You want to break down some plays, though, for us, hopefully, uh, from your Market Insight podcast that you can catch each and every day. Yeah, so I think, you know, number one, kind of a letdown here if you're a better going from, you know, well, we, all the craziness yesterday to now, you know, no Monday Night Football <laughs> and, uh, you know, all that. So we're going to, you know, we're going to roll with the punches here, look at some other sports tonight. So if you want to start with some hockey, Pritch, a couple of games that caught my eye. Number one, the New York Rangers at home against the LA Kings. Uh, got a lot of system matches here on the Rangers. They're about a minus 150 favorite. The Kings are on the second leg of a back to back. So the Rangers are rested. You also look at these home favorites, 66% this year, almost a 5% ROI. And another system I kind of came up with a few days ago if you both if you both missed the playoffs last year mm-hmm. and now you're playing each other this year 
just take the favorite. Very simple. That's 67%, 91 and 44, 11% ROI. So the Rangers would match with that spot. Uh, the other play was the Dallas Stars. This is kind of a bet against Philly. Uh, the Flyers have been one of the worst teams in the NHL uh, over the last couple months here. They've lost. I think they've lost like 11 straight. Dallas has won a couple in a row. They're rested. Last played the 21st versus Flyers the 22nd. Philly's only 8-23 as a dog, 6-9-4 at home. Dallas had a big steam move in their favor. They opened around a minus-140 favorite. They're all up to minus-160. Look at these favorites off a win. They're 234 and 115, 67% this year, around a 7% ROI. So those are my two plays uh, in, uh, in hockey, both Dallas and the Rangers. And then, Pritch, if you're looking for one kind of a gross dog, we'll get back to our roots here with our gross dogs. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking That's at Ole Miss tonight. We got to yeah, the hazmat. Off Here's the hazmat, hazmat play for you. Yeah, yeah, you might have, might need a couple for this one. This one's really <laughs> really gross, but I like Ole Miss at home against Florida. Uh, everyone's betting Florida. This is the most heavily bet game of the night. Uh, almost 70, 80% of bets are laying the points with the Gators, but the Gators actually open as a six point favorite. They're down to minus four against Ole Miss. And the Gators are also going to miss uh, their best player, Colin Castleton, big guy in, uh, in the middle, big center. Mm -hmm. He averages about 15 points a game. Uh, so he's out here. Lions going to Ole Miss. I, I, I'll take the four here with Ole Miss. That's my hazmat play for college. Hoops. I noticed you sticking with the SEC a lot, a little bit with college basketball with some betting. Yeah, you know, I'm just waiting for Grand Canyon to make an appearance, Kennesaw State. You know those smaller schools, Bridge. For now, I'm loving betting SEC. Right. Don't look now, but Auburn's number one, though. Ooh. Keep an eye Jabari Smith, number one overall pick. Keep an eye out on him. Absolutely. Look forward to all of that. Uh, look forward to the edge because they're coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll see you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.